Hi, Eagles everywhere. Welcome. It's the Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro, and we've got a great show for you this week. In just a short time, I'm going to sit down with linebacker Paul Worlow, who spent his entire 2018 season on injured reserve, coming back to Philadelphia. He grew up in Delaware, always wanted to play for the Eagles, finally did so, signing a contract with the Eagles prior to the 2018 season as an unrestricted free agent. And then all of a sudden, the first day out at practice on the field, snap, crackle, and pop the end of Paul Worlow's season. So we'll sit down and speak with him in just a moment. But first, we've got some news for you here this week on the Eagles Live podcast. At the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis this week, Howie Roseman stepped up to the microphone on Wednesday and announced the Eagles' plans for quarterback Nick Foles. You know, we've been so fortunate over the last couple of years to have two top 15 quarterbacks in Carson and Nick. And um, we've spent a lot of time discussing this internally and with him. And uh, we've decided to let Nick become a free agent. And so what it means is that Foles is an unrestricted free agent starting March 13th at 4 p.m. And the Eagles will look to receive a compensatory draft pick in the 2020 NFL draft. All right, let's get right to it now. Linebacker Paul Worlow, who I got to tell you, I, I re-signed signed a contract for 2019, missed all of 2018 with injury. I've never heard a player so excited to come back from injury as Paul Worlow, right? You're like jumping yeah, through. You're, I know. It's a weird time. I think a lot of people trying to get away from football, you know, when the season's over. I can't get enough of it right you, now. You're an so. animal, aren't you, with football? Yeah, this is, I mean, this is it for when, me. When did, you, when did you start loving the game, Paul? I think I started playing in like fourth grade, and then I was just just it. I mean, just something I just love to do. I played all sports, but it was always about football. It, 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 what is it about it that is so? It, it just it's, it so appeals to to your personality. Uh I mean, there's a lot to it. I think the the training part, just because. I mean, I like to train regardless of if I played football or not, like weightlifting, just anything, any sport you can imagine, any type of exercise. I love to just do stuff like that. So. Uh, it's a way I kind of get to do that with a purpose, you know, playing football, getting better. And the physical part of it, you love the physical part of it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. See, I, I had the conversation with Rodney McLeod last week. Football to me and sports to me, it just represents everything that's right. Like, you have to work next to the guy to make it work for everybody. You have to work hard. You have to be honest. You have to work, be selfless. You have to be humble. Like, that's what, isn't that what everything should, like, life should be about? Like, yeah. isn't that what we should all be doing every day, no matter what you're doing in your, in your job? Yeah, no, the, uh, accountability is a big part of football. You know, like, if I'm not preparing uh, the best of my ability to get ready to go out there and play, you know, that's, that's hurting the guy next to me, for sure. Why didn't you get, coming out of, what high school was it? Was it Concord, Concord High School? Yeah, Concord High School. Why didn't you get any sort of notice? Uh, I don't know. Just were you, were you small? No, I was probably, probably the other way. Probably a little too big. What your body? You weren't like yeah. You weren't no, like ripped. Been, I've been like six feet two forty my like my whole life. So I think a lot of times there's like that shift where like I wanted to play linebacker. A lot of colleges they look for that safety type, and then maybe they'll play linebacker in college. Where I was always just kind of like a bigger a bigger guy. Okay. And then so University of Delaware, great career there. Uh, something that really stuck out to us uh, when we researched you, what, and I know you've talked about it a lot. You had the bone marrow transplant that you took part in. You helped a young lady with leukemia. Explain how that happened, and I'd love to know what happened with her, if, you, if, you, if in fact, you know, like, uh, if you stayed in touch. So, yeah, so I don't know the end of, of that story type, put it that way, because, you know, a lot of them sometimes are unanimous, but uh, 
So I ended up matching a girl with leukemia and donated. I didn't donate bone marrow, but PBSC, like blood stem cells. So, okay, so they go in and they take your blood? Yeah, so for a couple, I think it was like a week, you get like a, an injection of, I think it's called filgrastum or something, and it increases your, your stem cell or your, your blood count of something. And uh, you go in and it's like a, like a couple-hour procedure. They draw your blood out, spin out what they need, send it back in. And, uh, so and you, you didn't hesitate to do that? No, at, at UD we did a uh, we used to do a drive where we try to get as many people to sign up because the big part is the more people that sign up, the more chances are for the for these patients with with blood cancers or anything where they need a match. So I mean, it just increases the odds. And uh, we did a drive at, at Delaware, the football team, and a lot of us signed up, and then it just so happened to get picked. And it's so easy for the donor; it's like it's mindless, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but and they don't, they don't, they, because it's anonymous. They don't tell you. Uh, some people do. They got, they got tons of awesome stories of, of donors and patients. But yeah, it's an awesome, tremendous uh, organization. Be it's, the match. Did it change? Did it in any way kind of impact your life? Like just how much of a difference you can make for another person? Uh, I think that was a little eye opening. Is that you know, like a normal person, you have within you the capabilities of affecting someone's life in a positive manner tremendously, and. By simply filling out some paperwork and doing a cheek swab and then, you know, following through with the commitment, uh, you know, everybody has that ability within them. And I think that's the biggest part is letting people know that because, you know, I mean, it, it's a great thing you, you can do. Yeah. And now you're an NFL player, Paul, and you impact people every day. Do you find that now you are in Philadelphia, you've been here for a year, almost, almost exactly a year now, that you've made an impact in the people who kind of grew up with you in Delaware and get to reach out and touch you and... You're an NFL player, and not only that, but you're playing for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, no doubt. I think that's the coolest part about being home is, you know, Wilmington, there's a lot of Eagles fans. I mean, it, Yes, there it, are. It's, it's, tw- a forgot- it's a community that actually yeah, it's, strives to be recognized it's, for its love of the Philadelphia yeah, like, Eagles. I love them. I tell people I live in, uh, like, yeah, that's where I live around here. I'm like, oh, Wilmington, they think I'm driving an hour. It's like, no, it's, yeah. I drive 20 minutes to yeah. work. Like, it is right here. So I just think the cool part is being home. Like, I go to the YMCA, the same one I've been going to since sixth grade, like, and just seeing kids, like, Talking to kids that come up, like just showing them, like it's real. Like you, you can do this. Yeah. You know, I did. Like there's nothing special that you know occurred to me to allow me to you know have this profession right now. Like it's very real and very possible. Why do you think you made it, Paul? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think. I mean, I, I know, I know, I work hard. Like I, I'm gonna put in the effort. No one. I'm gonna put the effort in. And, you know, you get breaks along the way. Maybe somebody gets hurt and you get some playing time. You know, that effort that you put in allows you to, to play well in that moment. So I just think that kind of always being ready and staying prepared and trying to get better will allow you to take advantage of opportunities. I think that people, fans, don't understand that, A, not everybody at this level loves playing football, right? Yeah. They, a lot of guys really don't yeah, like I'm playing sure football. I'm sure there's some guys out there, yeah. And then, B that a lot of guys don't want to work hard to play football at this level. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get, you're going to get all kinds of guys. Does that, that piss you off more than anything else when you see a really talented guy who doesn't want to work hard? And, uh, yeah, but then it's also a little, you know. Makes an opportunity an op- for you. Yeah. You yeah. know, it might give you a little something like, hey, I gotta, I'm going to go get it. You know? <laughs> uh, last year, so free agency is right around the corner here. Uh, I wonder what it was like for you becoming a free agent last year after playing in Detroit and playing in Atlanta previously. Um is it a is it an exciting time? Is it a scary time? Like, what was it like for you? A little bit of both. I mean, the excitement of you know. I, I mean, I love I love going to new cities. I love kind of you know expanding that way and just new adventures for myself and my family. But it's also a little scary, like you know, because you want to keep playing and you want to. You don't know where you're going to be, but 
you know you want to create this ideal scenario and you want it to be right and, and gel with everything you have in line in your mind, but it's not always the case. You know, for a lot of guys, it's never like that, you know. So, uh, but I knew Philadelphia was a place at some point in my career I wanted to play in. That's cool. And you were you like seriously a, um, a a hardcore Eagles fan? No, I was not a hardcore Eagles fan, but I just but I were you a hardcore football fan? Yeah, I just like I mean I had tons of favorite players. Okay, I mean I just watch, I would watch every game I could. But back then, growing up, you know there wasn't. I don't think there's NFL Network and certainly not Directv. Like you watch the Eagles, and if the Eagles weren't on, you watch someone else in the NFC East. So I mean, so watching the Eagles every weekend was a. A normal thing for, for me. Just don't say you're a Cowboys fan. No, don't Never say you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> In this part of the world. Um, linebacker, uh, has it always been your your position of passion? Yeah, that, that's been it since uh, I was – I played O-line, D-line as a kid. They had, you know, they had those weight rules. You're the big so, guy. Yeah, yeah. you had, had no yeah. choice. And then uh, when I got to high school, I got to play linebacker, and then that's just – that's been it ever since. And who in your life, Paul, have you kind of looked at and said, I really love the way that guy plays linebacker? Ooh, there's a lot of guys. I think, uh, you know, London Fletcher was a guy I used yep. to watch. Washington yeah. Redskins. You know, I think shorter guy. Durable. Yeah. You, that, and, and, that's, and that's why I love people that play every snap of the season. I think that's a, a tremendous, uh, you know, stat that I always, I always, you know, dig when, when I see people that, that can do that. I think that's pretty cool. And, uh, it's just kind of like a, like a shorter guy who played, played off the ball a little deeper than another guy, but he would come up and smack somebody yep. and, you yep. know. Uh, he's just always a guy that that's, that jumped out to me. Was Trot ever a guy that oh, yeah. you looked at? Yeah, because yeah, no he played doubt. the downhill kind of football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I the game of uh, of football, the NFL, the linebacker positions really changed a lot. Now you yeah. can't be a just a, a guy who's going to go up to the line of scrimmage and 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 play downhill. You got to drop back. You got to cover. You got to go sideline to sideline. It's really demanding. Yeah, you got to be in space. Otherwise, they're going. You got to be able to play in space. Otherwise, you'll come off the field on third down. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Um, okay, let's let's get let's get to know Paul Warlow a little bit. You've got two young girls, yep. a third on the way, a third yes. child on the way. Boy or girl? Don't know yet. Don't know. When's that? When's that due? Uh, September, August, Septemberish. Okay. I think. And then well, I'm not even sure what this means. Baby shark catchy. Is that like a song? That's that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's gonna be in my head for days now. Is it yeah. is it like a little like a song that you sing to kids? It's uh, it's I think anybody with kids right now has it stuck in their head. What is what is how's the song go? It's like baby shark do 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 do. Okay, and you go through the whole family. It's it's in my head when I when I sleep. Well, sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry, you guys appreciate it. <laughs> what is it like to be a dad in a profession where let's be honest, it's the not for long. It's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you enjoy that challenge? The pressure of of making sure that you're employed and providing for your family. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I think I'm built for it. I know, like, being a dad to me is the best thing in the world. People used, people used to ask me, what, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I always knew football, but it might sound weird, but I used to tell people, like, I want to be a dad. Like, for whatever reason, like, to me, this is the <laughs> this is the ultimate. So, uh, but there is a definitely a, uh, an area you got to bounce because, like, I like to con- consider this, this is a 24-hour job. You know, all year, and like you get to put your own hours on it mm-hmm. in the off season, even during the season. You can prepare as much as you want, or you can prepare the minimum. So, there's definitely been a switch of uh, how much time I would spend in yeah, the sure, facility. Sure. So, uh, like, in that, if you didn't have kids and wife, you'd you'd be living around here all all, I, all the time. Uh, so I had a, a couple in Atlanta. They used to call me go home because I would I would go. <laughs> I mean, I'd go there. I'd go have go home. Have I used to live close? I'd go have lunch with my with my wife, and then. I might go back later at night, either you know, work mobility or just watch some games on the on the you know the database and stuff. But 
you know, definitely there was a, a shift of having to, you know, now you're you're a dad, so, and that's comes before a lot sure. everything. Everything. How 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 will sports be introduced to your children? Will you encourage sports? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I think a lot can be learned from competing and having a sport to train for. You know, there's there's sports that they'll be good at maybe naturally, and but I think there's there's a tremendous value in having a sport that you need to train physically for, like change the direction. You have to mobility. You work on every day. And uh, I think, I mean, I don't know, I'll push certain things towards them, but eventually they're going to, they're going to like what they want. And my, and my wife was a competitive cheerleader and very athletic. So it'll definitely, it'll stay Lucky a big, kids. big part of our life. Um, do they do a lot of outdoor stuff? Like are they out and about are they at this young age? Are they running around and, and sh- that they show you at this age that they've got a little, Athletic ability? Uh, a little bit. I, I got high hopes for my, my youngest one right now. She's she's only she's almost two, but she's in what kind very, of high hopes was that? Just in? very coordinated compared to my other one. My other one falls down a lot. My oldest one, Juliet, and my she falls down. She a falls lot. down a lot. <laughs> so my youngest one is uh, way more coordinated and grounded in a sense. That is hilarious, so. Paul. The injury last year. It was the first day that the Eagles went into the bubble if i recall correctly yeah, yeah. the very first the day very first, like 20 minutes yeah. yeah and i think it was Corey nelson who went down and yeah. you like fell over him or bumped into yeah, him i was just tagging off on the hip and i think he tripped and just didn't really see it and just kind of did you know right the then knee. yeah there was a bunch of pops yeah that kind of yeah i figured well, i hoped for maybe just one but he got a we got do, a couple do of you them. have nightmares on this did you at the time did you cry did you like because I know you love it so much. I mean, it had to be such a huge bummer. No, but it, when they told me it, that it was like ACL, MCL, meniscus, and that was kind of like the severity of it, I was like, man, like we made it count. But uh, not really. I never really had that that moment. I mean, I remember. It's I don't know if this is good or bad. But I remember being on the field after it happened. You know, I'm pissed and the pain. Yeah, it goes away real quick. Yeah. You know, your adrenaline and stuff. And I was just like. Crap! We got to cancel our Disney trip. I don't <laughs> right. know. If, I don't know if that's like the the father in me of just like I'm like, man, my daughters are gonna be. I was like, she because we were hyping up this Disney trip we had planned for weeks. So that entered my brain. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I think that's beautiful to think of that. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know what made that go. Just laying on the field, I was like, man, no no Disney in a month for for my kids. And we talked after you signed the contract. You kind of transitioned right away into like, let's go, let's get better, let's prepare for 2019. Yeah. I, that's what has allowed you in your life. Like, is there something that something happened to you that you can shift gears so quickly and kind of compartmentalize and focus on the next thing and keep it positive? Uh, no, I've definitely had to work on that. I, I'm into like kind of like the mindfulness training and like I mean, I meditate a lot, like guided meditations. Yeah, yeah. is that easy to get into? I always wanted to try transcendental meditation, but. I don't know if I can do it. I, th- I think I'd fall asleep. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could uh, just, break, I mean, relax my brain like that. There's never a bad meditation. If you do it, I mean, it, it is good. What's you a know? good way to start doing that? I, I love, like, guided meditation. I like somebody speaking and talking to you while you do it. You know, and so there's you don't do it like an off an app? Or do you do it off an app? Yeah, off an app. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there could be, like, a body scan, a sensory one, a breathing one, all kinds of them. And what does that help, what does that help you with? Just uh, centers you and brings you in the present, which I think is – which was a big part of my rehab is just kind of, you know, like this day, taking this day into, you know, at this moment and bringing purpose into what I have today as opposed of what am I getting out of it? Just definitely totally like immersed myself in, in bringing as much I could to my rehab, my workouts, whatever it was I was doing. Okay, so the, so the rehab is largely done right now. Like are you still 
Would you consider, would you consider what oh, you're yeah. doing still rehabbing? Uh, no, I'm, I have no restrictions. You know, there's boxes you got to check off until you get, you know, like, hey, you don't got to come in anymore. We don't yeah. want to see you. But I'm, I'm unrestricted. So okay. just still kind of like under under eyes. of. And then so your eyes are all in 2019 and linebacker situation. Who knows what's going to look like here mm-hmm. with free agency starting. Do you know the defense in your mind? Do you have it down pat with what Jim does here? Yeah, I, I have a general sense, especially what I learned in the spring. You know, I, there's stuff that you put in during the season that are that is new, you know, week by week, game plan, personnel, who you're playing. So that I don't, you know, retain. But the general, like, 85% of what I learned in the spring is definitely. Do you feel like a Philadelphia Eagle, Paul? Did you feel like a Philadelphia Eagle all year? Uh, at times, not not like I want to that I anticipate feeling like when I'm actually able to suit up and and a big part of it is you know your connections with teammates and with the guys in the locker room I think that's the coolest part of this profession it's something I'll miss when I'm whenever I'm done playing is is you know suiting up with guys before the game as opposed to hanging out in the locker with your hoodie on you know I think that's two two totally different worlds at least in my mind where that is a part where I think then I'll really feel like you know, like I've, I've played a part. It must have killed you not playing last year. Yeah, oh, there was moments. Yeah, I mean, because I, 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 you're <laughs> such an intensely. I remember, like, we would be on the road, and I think I would see you the morning of games <laughs> in the hotel gym, getting workouts. Absolutely. In. Yeah. Sundays were weird. Sundays, yeah. I would train until basically until I was numb. Until like there was no way. Even if I could go play physically, I was so <laughs> past anything where I'm cramping up and just. So that was that was and that was all just for mental. Being able to stand on the sidelines and and not you know have that that anxiety of you're gonna be crap. A, you're gonna be a great coach someday you know that right you're gonna lo- you got a long way to go before then but you're gonna be yeah, a great hopefully. coach will you be a weak side linebacker a middle linebacker a strong side linebacker here or do you kind of train yeah. all three positions oh, I've trained every every team I go to, you learn all three of them and then uh, I've played at every spot during in my six six years so that's great we'll yeah wherever it ends up best part of being in the NFL. Just think the relationships, the teammates and guys, you know, that I would never meet otherwise. Paul Worlow is wearing this very sweet Fly Eagles Fly hoodie right now. Uh, so the gear that you have from your time in Atlanta and Detroit, like when you leave a team, do you burn it all? Uh, donate a lot of it. Okay. Give a, give a lot of it away, either to family members, friends, Goodwill. Goodwill gets a lot of stuff probably <laughs> with my number written on it. Do you have a Paul Worlow man cave? Do you have a... Uh, I'm an NFL man cave anywhere. I do not. I have a garage gym. I think that's that's you the have a gym in your garage. Too? I got a whole bunch of yeah, a whole bunch of jeez, man. That's, ab- that's about it. That's my man cave. Inside is all Paul, princess I gotta, stuff. I could I could see like you being like you know like a training dude too. Like, yeah. <laughs> re, 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 are you into sports science at all? Are you into kind oh, of yeah. the Everything. next generation of training? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could see you doing that someday. All right, some fun stuff with Paul Rollo before we <laughs> wrap this up here. Which number is higher? You're gonna have to guess which numbers more high. You're gonna have to guess which numbers more high. The combined tackles that you've made in your career, which is 413, solo and assisted, or the average American's credit score, which number is higher? Uh, I hope the credit score. Credit score is higher. Be. 673. Yeah. yeah. Good man. <laughs> Delaware educated. All right. The the age of the longest living vertebrae, according to science, according to scientists. Or your listed weight on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Your weight, listed weight is 230 pounds. Is that accurate, by the way, right now? Yeah. Since you're such beasted out now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what the 
I don't think the longest living vertebrae is a Greenland shark. Shark. I'd say the I'd say the shark. Shark, two hundred and seventy-two years. Nicely done. Yeah. All right, here we go. Um, which numbers are the number of views of Baby Shark on YouTube, or the number of people worldwide who watch Super Bowl Fifty Two, which of course the Philadelphia Eagles won. That uh, garnered an audience of one hundred and three point four million. How many views do you think Baby Shark has? Oh, had? I think Baby Shark probably blew that away. Two point four. Billion. Yeah, I promise you that blew it away. shark. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't even know this. All right, a couple of Paul names. The first, uh, let me see. The question will test how well you know famous people who have the last name of Paul. First or last name of Paul. The game of your name trivia. Your name's in the answer. The you must get the answer your... correct. You must answer with their full name, not just Paul. This first or last played Jesse Pinkman on the TV show Breaking Bad. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? I just started watching. I did not. Yeah, I just started watching. So this guy's name is Aaron Paul. The first or last was the bassist for the Beatles. He was the bassist? Wasn't he the lead singer? Both, yeah, lead singer. Oh, okay. Paul McCartney. Pa- Paul McCartney, yeah. yeah, good call. The first or last warned the people of Lexington, Massachusetts that the British were coming. The British were coming. Paul Revere. Okay, history, well done. That's a history major. I should get oh, that one. You better yeah. get that one. <laughs> the first or last is the NBA All-Star point guard of the Houston Rockets. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. First or last starred in 40-year-old virgin, Anchorman, and Ant-Man. I don't know. Paul Rudd. Rudd, Last one. Kevin James played this fictional first or last in this movie with his first and last name in the title, and I loved it. Paul Blart. Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Beautiful stuff. (laughs) You did well. Paul Warlow joins us here on the Eagles Live podcast. Are you a social media guy at all? No. Can fans at all? What? I don't have a Twitter, Facebook. I have an Instagram, only, and I don't go on it, really, because somebody kept making a fake one of me, so okay. I had to get one verified so no one would fake. Do you, get, do you, get, uh, do you have fans stalk you, Paul, in a good way, I hope? No, not really. Yeah. No, yeah. but living in, living in Delaware, Delaware, everybody knows everybody, or at least somebody that knows someone, so every time I go out, I run into somebody that, That'll recognize That's me awesome. and know me. Local kid who comes back to Philadelphia, and as we said uh, after you signed the contract, you want to rewrite the script in 2019. I think that's awesome. I'm glad you're back in Philadelphia. We look forward to seeing you on the field helping this defense, and let's go have a big year. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Paul Worlow here on the Eagles Live podcast. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadero. We thank you so much for joining us here. We've got some free agency coming your way. We will tackle it on our next Eagles Live podcast next week. Thanks to Chris Barletto for putting this all together. And thank you, each and every one of you, Eagles everywhere, for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly.